welcome to This Week in Brattleboro History, produced by the Brattleboro Historical Society and the Brattleboro Area Middle School. In the final few moments of 1941, a secret train traveled south through Brattleboro as it headed to Washington, D.C. On board was British Prime Minister Winston Churchill. The train was somewhere in Vernon when the old year passed and 1942 arrived. While traveling through the snowy countryside, Churchill led a midnight gathering in the train's dining car. There were a hundred or more people on the train. Churchill was wearing a gray suit and puffing on a cigar. The British Prime Minister raised his drink, a whiskey and a soda, welcomed the new year, and made a toast. Here's to 1942. Here's to a year of toil, a year of struggle and peril, and a long step forward to victory. After his drink, he added, God bless you. May we all come through safe and with honor. After Churchill's New Year toast, everyone joined hands and sang the traditional Scottish song, Old Dang Syne. As the song ended, members of Churchill's staff directed the song, He's a Jolly Good Fellow, towards the Prime Minister. Churchill acknowledged the tribute by raising his right hand in a V for victory salute, and then he headed to his sleeping car. What was Winston Churchill doing in Vermont during the darkest days of World War II? After Japan's December 7th attack on Pearl Harbor, the United States entered the war. The British Prime Minister was eager to meet with President Roosevelt and proposed a meeting. Churchill said, We could review the whole war plan in light of reality and new facts. In response, President Roosevelt invited Churchill to visit the White House. On December 22nd, Churchill arrived in Washington, D.C. He had sailed across the Atlantic Ocean on a British battleship, escorted by three destroyers. The war was not going well. Germany and Italy controlled continental Europe, and Hitler's army was attacking Russia. In the Pacific, Japan was marching through the Philippines and Malaysia, and was days away from forcing Hong Kong to surrender. For the next few weeks, Churchill stayed with Roosevelt in the White House to discuss the next steps in the Allied military campaign. When the Prime Minister brought more than 80 military and government staff with him to assist in the war planning, the two leaders bonded over shared lunches, late-night drinking sessions, long military planning meetings, and frequent public appearances. Churchill wrote back to a British government official in London. We live here as a big family in the greatest intimacy and informality, and I have formed very highest regard and admiration for the President. His breadth of view, resolution, and his loyalty to the common cause are beyond praise. The war planning went so well that Churchill decided to take a quick train trip to Ottawa, Canada in order to thank the Canadian people for their continued military and financial support. For security reasons, Churchill's visit to Canada was kept top secret. In the afternoon of December 28th, Winston Churchill left Washington, D.C. in President Roosevelt's luxurious bulletproof train. Churchill traveled with the president's personal valet, chef, and bodyguards. The 10-car train consisted of six Pullmans, a dining car, club car, and two Canadian cars carrying the Canadian Prime Minister. The train left Washington, D.C. in wartime secrecy at 10.15 p.m. and stopped briefly in Springfield, Massachusetts to transfer to Boston and Maine rail lines. The Boston and Maine engine, the Allagash, pulled the train to Brattleboro, where it stopped for five minutes at 11.15 p.m. behind the regular northbound passenger train, the Connecticut Yankee. The local stop was made to take water for the engine and check the equipment.
train was heavily guarded. FBI agents, Secret Service operatives, Canadian and railroad police were on the outside and inside of the train. Local police guarded station areas and crossings along the train route. The train traveled to White River Junction and then St. Albans on its way to Montreal, Canada. From Montreal, the British and Canadian Prime Ministers traveled to Ottawa to address the Canadian national government. The reformer reported that all movements were guarded with the utmost secrecy and the British Prime Minister was whisked out of Washington and into Canada before most folks knew he had left the capital. The next morning, 20,000 Canadians turned out to meet Churchill in Ottawa. During his speech to the Canadian people, Churchill said the newly formed alliance between Great Britain and the United States was dedicated to the total and final extirpation of the Hitler tyranny, the Japanese frenzy, and the Mussolini flop. On December 31st, Winston Churchill headed back to Washington, D.C. The Burlington Free Press reported it this way. For the first time in history, according to British newsmen and British Prime Minister, spent New Year's Eve on the train traveling through a foreign country thousands of miles from his homeland. The Associated Press stated that Winston Churchill was somewhere in Vermont when the old year passed and the new year 1942 arrived. Somewhere between Brattleboro and the Massachusetts line, it is said Churchill drank a toast to the year 1942 in victory to the Allied cause. The reformer wrote this on January 3rd, 1942. Now that he is safely back in Washington after his Ottawa visit, we may safely chronicle the fact that the Prime Minister, Winston Churchill, greeted this year 1942 in Wyndham County. He greeted it by proposing a victory toast at midnight ceremony in the dining car of his special train, which arrived in Brattleboro just a moment or two before midnight. Another state newspaper, the Randolph Herald, called Winston Churchill the biggest figure on the planet and suggested that Brattleboro place a tablet at the train station to acknowledge how the Boston and Maine and Central Vermont Railroad secretly contributed to the success of Churchill's first wartime visit to the United States. The British Prime Minister completed his Washington, D.C. visit on January 10th. Agreements between the Allies were made that joined military forces under one command structure. Plans were also made to invade North Africa and win back Europe from Nazi Germany. The growing friendship between Churchill and Roosevelt changed the course of the war. During World War II, Churchill stayed at the White House on three more occasions. Between 1941 and 1945, the two leaders would spend more than 100 days together. After Churchill's first visit, as the complexities and adversities of the times were pressing in on him, Roosevelt sent this message to the British Prime Minister. It is fun to be in the same decade with you. We would like to thank Isabel, Rose, Alex, Evan, Wiley, August, Pfeiffer, Noah, Phil, Jackson, and Evelina for reading this week in Brattleboro History. Please join us next week for another story from our community's past.